of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you Hello there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm -hmm. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to pee outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. O-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's the name of the show. It stands 
for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Deja vu. I am once again on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. How apropos. You thought you escaped, yet the status quo <laughs> remains week after week. You're on L-W-A-F-L-M-O. Uh, <laughs> see? Nothing's changed. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch a full-length movie with you, let us. And we want you to listen to the podcast and watch a full-length movie, a feature-length movie, on YouTube at the same time. Yeah. You want more information? The reason why we say the acronym at the start of the show is because that is the official name of our podcast. So if you'd like to subscribe as much as we want you to, go to L-W-A-L-F-M-O-Y-T. Why don't you make it an experience? We stream this show first on mutinyradio.fm. Uh, just go to that website, and you'll be directed to a live feed. You can cut and paste that feed into your streaming service, which is what I do on my podcast app. And you can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, where I'm from, or 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Carl is from. I'm from. And make it a day. Yeah, well, that's where you're from. And uh, right before the show, of course, is a great show, The Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. We just like to promote Paul Brumbaugh's show. We would like to promote Mutiny Radio with a go-to Venmo and donate to at Mutiny Radio. We also have a great YouTube channel. Uh, I have to promote it, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl's taken previous movies, previous episodes, sync them up. Yeah. Well worth a watch and a subscription. And we are, of course, on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? Okay, it is not a feature-length movie. It is The Castaways on Gilligan's Island. It's a TV show. Curse you for making me watch this. The Castaways on Gilligan's <laughs> Island. <laughs> Curse me. We haven't even started one second of this uh, hour, this 60-70-minute long uh, full-length movie, feature-length. It's going to be a theme. Movie. Uh, the channel we like is MASHFAN72, all one word. So it's you put in your YouTube search right. the engine, the castaways on Gilligan's Island. It's 1979. You're okay. not that in, and it's MASHFAN72. Hit the pause. By the way, we hate all MASH fans. That show's way overrated. <laughs> oh, do you think that's what they mean? 72? Probably. Yeah. He was born in 72. His parents made him watch uh, Gen X television, and he's a confused guy. <laughs> oh, by the way, this, this uh, television show, this movie is based on a television show. Uh, I just played the, I just went to the link. So, you know what, I'll, I'll save the speech, but go ahead, type in the Castaways on Gilligan's Island movie, and you'll get to Mashman 72's page. Click the link, hit pause, move the timer back to 000, which is I am trying to do here in real time at the Mutiny Radio Studios. And once you are ready, we are going to count down, and at the same time, we're going to hit play and experience the castaways on Gilligan's Island at the same time. Uh, so, without further ado, to kick off our countdown, we please welcome the Paul Brumbot. Right, so let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Okay, so, let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals. The Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumba? Alright guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. TV show. Not a movie. show. So this is the same original 60s uh, intro, but so yep. this is the 79 movie. You see how young they look right so he's, But he's older now. Right. Oh, so this is the original. Uh, but the original cast is not in this TV movie, right? There's one got replaced. Ginger got replaced. The rest of them, it's legit. The rest were like, the money's fine. The money's fine. I'll take it. I like Russell Johnson's being asked to reprise any 50s sci-fi movies. Here they are. There's the true star, the fucking asshole boat that killed them all. <laughs> so he's older now. Bob Denver. Alan Hale, no longer a junior. 
Jim Backus, the greatest actor ever. Nellie Schaefer, the professor's wife. Ooh, also introducing Judith Baldwin as the replacement. Russell Johnson. And good old Don Wells, who probably has the best head on her shoulders from the castaways on Joe. Yeah, Dan. yeah, she does. Now you let... So this TV show was on during the 60s on CBS, but the popularity of the syndication for the next two decades, uh, they started doing new projects on other networks. So this is a... There was a cartoon show on NBC. There was a Gilligan's Planet as well. There was like a 70s cartoon and an 80s cartoon. And then they started making TV movies. Oh, you know this, Carl. I made you watch this and research this. Yeah, that's right. And you're nailing it. Um, And what's interesting to me is that this was a show on CBS. And what we're watching right now is on NBC. I bet you there was some scandal. Like, you know, no way are we doing Gilligan's Isle again. Fine, I'll go to NBC. Will you just do that then? This is our generation's Breaking Bad spinoff on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, why don't you show it on AMC first? No, no, just that important story about Jesse has to be aired on on Netflix. So important. It's so important to add 90 more minutes of fucking Breaking Bad. Thank I you, Netflix. I enjoyed that, but, but you're right. It was unnecessary. I enjoyed it just because it was nostalgic. Is that the word? It's a little too young to be nostalgic, but... Uh... Yeah, back when the time that show was still on the air. I mean, it was all well acted and well done, but it just whatever. I don't. It's Netflix is so disposable. I've discovered in in, uh, in quarantine where you go, whoa, there's a new Will Ferrell movie. All right, I'm gonna watch it. I watched it. Now I don't have to ever think about it ever again. Yeah, and, you know what I mean, like quality level. But guess, check this out, Mike. This is pretty cool. Uh, my sons are into Breaking Bad. The littlest one, just because the older ones are. They, they don't even, you know, understand yeah, sure. it. But, uh, by the way, full disclosure, one is 20 and one is 18, okay? I'm not raising uh, seven-year-olds watching, uh, you know, uh, crystal meth movies. <laughs> okay, so they insist go to the movie theater and watch this. This was We saw this in New York and Yonkers on the silver screen. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, this new, what was the new one? El Camino? Is that what it's called? Yeah, right. El Camino. All right. We're missing the movie. We're missing the movie. Now, what's happening here is they had a tropical storm from the last reunion show. It washed them back onto the island. But now the hurricane made all of the fresh water salt water. So they have no water to drink. So they're trying to figure a way to dig wells. Right. Oh, Dunwell? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. He sits on the golf course. Now, listen, I got to tell you, all this whole stuff, it's not funny. It's not funny. Uh, The the professor getting, uh, you know, the skipper getting bonked in the head, Gilligan saying stupid stuff. Now, the professor's got Are you saying that you thought it was funny? No, it was not. Yeah, go ahead. The professors got the radio fixed, and now they're learning that they're calling off the search for the Minnow 2 because uh, they're, you know, they just think the castaways are dead. Ho, ho. Oh, that's a bummer way to start. Though. The worst morning show ever. <laughs> now, Gilligan is the one that got them shipwrecked a second time, of course, so they're all giving them shit right now. Yeah. So the Minnow 2, so the first TV movie, they left the island and they left on a newly christened minnow too and then the same thing happened as the minnow one exactly right they got blown back okay so now gilligan's moping around but he's discovered something this show is so stupid mike curse you curse you (laughs) he's found a propeller Uh okay and an engine oh great gosh propeller (laughs) could it be a plane It's a tit. Oh, it's not. It's an extra. Ooh. <laughs> I thought it would be something extraordinary, but it's just a plane. It's a tit. Now, wow. Now, did they not find this three years on the island, you know? Well, no, no, no. It landed the three hours trip to take to go back to civilization on the Minnow 2. That, uh, during that time span, the, well, I guess you're right. Yeah, three seasons. 
They never knew there was a fucking plane on the island. Right. It was he's right now. The professor's like it was overgrown by the jungle. Russell Simmons, uh, Russell Simmons, Russell uh, Johnson, yeah, the professor. He's like my favorite. Oh, okay. He's in a lot of B movies. Did you yeah. know that he was a serious ass pilot in uh, World War Two? Interesting. Yeah. So this must be easy. This must be therapy being on Billions Island. Experience <laughs> the horrors of World War Two and then exactly. spend your career, uh, you know. But it really was Good. hard because he was shot down. They were doing like this low-level bombing strafing run against Japanese military targets in the Philippines. And they got shot down. And Johnson broke both of his ankles. Um, he flew 44 wow. missions in the Pacific Theater during World War II as a bombardier. He wasn't the pilot. A bombardier Whoa. in a B-25. B now, honestly, doesn't he look like my late father after a couple of drinks? <laughs> Back when my dad had hair. With better hair, I was thinking that. Yeah, better hair. Yeah, absolutely. With hair. Let's, let's be honest. Oh, Gilligan's back on the grass. On every chance he gets, Bob Denver. He was uh, – so Gilligan, do you remember during the 90s he got arrested for smoking pot or prostitution or something like that? I think it was pot. So ridiculous. Oh, he's Gilligan. He's Dobie Gillis's pal. He's the far-out space nut. He's fucking yeah. Gilligan himself. He's the he's a man of joint. Fuck now look, he finds a machine gun. Look what I found. Ah! I it's so not funny. <laughs> oh, no, you shot Ginger 2. Time to call it Ginger 3. Yeah, we got to call Ginger 3. Do you remember the sea song in the first episode? It was like... The uh, Gilligan, the Skipper, too, and the rest. Yeah, that's right. No, no, they named everyone, but like Marianne. They didn't credit Professor Marianne, Marianne. And the rest. Right. Yeah, now they didn't have time. She's going, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of they? Because she, she goes, what do you know? It's just your opinion. I love it. I, I told it much Finally, jokes written by old... <laughs> you told him a Twitter? I was going to say, jokes written by old Jewish writers sound better uh, spoken by old Jews. This was written yeah. by Jewish brothers. It was Al Schwartz, Elroy Schwartz, and the creator, the series creator, Sherwood Schwartz. And they all they all wrote it together. Like oh, in an hour. Yeah, I'm sure someone wrote it for them, and they just got their names on it and said, boom, here you go, NBC. I believe they wrote it. This guy worked in the industry. I mean, he this guy did Sherwood Schwartz. He did Brady Bunch. This guy knew what he was doing. We're definitely dipping our toes in Gen X waters. I mean, you could say that this is a boomer show, but I, I would say I watch Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island every day after school. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We had our reruns, and so the boomer shows became the Gen X shows. So a lot of them, Star Trek, yeah, right. a lot of them did. Well, we had a, we were ironic about it. We saw a totally artificial TV show. We went, "Whoa, that's a totally artificial TV show, man!" Right. That's not and a real island. When you we were so ahead of everyone laugh else. Track. It's the laugh track is so ridiculous. They're cracking up over not funny things. Okay, There's so no laugh track on this show on this movie. Yeah. It's a TV wow. show, Mike. Listen. <laughs> oh, I'm going to rip this movie and I'm going to get the best response. This is why I picked it. I'm sheltering in place. I haven't heard a real audience. La I never heard a real audience laugh even before times, but I'm now I get it. Here, I'm going to start telling my jokes. Did you know about that moron who went to a book burning and brought a candle? Don't you hate them? I'm going to do that, too. I can't. That's... Tell my jokes over this yeah. last track. <laughs> okay, you got time to write, Carl, but go ahead, by all means. Okay, so I'm going to wait. So you're going to hoist on a pulley the one of the wings, and they're going to try to reattach it. So there'll be uh, jokes of, like, um, you know, they're not saying lines. It'll just be the uh, pratfalls and stuff, and that's when I'll tell my jokes. 
Okay, sounds good. We're going to time this right, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up for Carl. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's great to be here in the uh, Mutiny Radio studio. And, uh, you know, uh, guy, I got to tell a few jokes now, uh, if everybody's ready. Sit down, sir, please. Uh, just going to tell a few jokes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, my wife wanted to have makeup sex, <laughs> but I ain't wearing that shit. Damn it, it didn't work. <laughs> You're getting heckled by Bob Denver. Sex, but uh, I ain't wearing that shit. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Try to keep going. Oh, okay. Well, uh, this will be a funny one. I got to tell you, um, you know, my wife, she wanted to have makeup sex, but I ain't wearing that shit. <laughs> Thank you. Kill it. <laughs> it's be a little dark, but uh, David Bowie, yeah, he's dead to me. Oh, it didn't work. He's dead to me. You know, that is it. Well, the crowd loves you and hates David Bowie. <laughs> Speaking of dead, everybody on this show is dead, right? Except for Don Wells. Uh, Jim Backus. Probably. Um. Uh, yeah. Bob Denver passed away. Yeah, Bob Denver. Bob, De Bob Denver. Five. And um, Skipper died in 1990. Um, the professor died in 2014. Mr. Howell, um, I don't have a. Mrs. Howell died in 2013. You know what's really endearing? Wow, that's recent. Marianne took care of a very sick. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry, that wasn't 2013. Marianne took care of a very sick Mrs. Howell. She was her primary caretaker when she died. She went, this woman is a mensch. Um, she was sick, she needed help. Now, she could have had plenty of help. She was a very rich woman, but um, but it was, right. it was, it was uh, Dawn Wells who was by her side until she died, caring for her. Wow, so that's 50 years after working with her. Yeah, she uh, became a primary caregiver. Well, good for that's cool. That's great to hear. Yeah, I like Don Wells. I like the cast too. They're eccentric people, you know. Uh, Jim Backus, I know, of course, from yeah, Mister Magoo. And but the thing, look, they're all funny. Maybe not Ginger, but this show sucks and is not funny. They're wasting their talents. There is a few good scenes, but it's very rare. You know, you sound like uh, Robert Reed on this cast on the set of uh, the Brady Bunch. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm a Shakespeare actor. I <laughs> can't believe I have to play Mike Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were three curtain uh, calls. The first telephone. Three curtain calls. My Othello will be remembered in the holes of theaters. Yeah. Really? In the aisle? No, the holes of theater. Oh, the lobby of uh, No! <laughs> you saw Galaxy Quest, right? Yeah, I have. Well, the one who was spoofing Spock. Did I just quote it? And he goes, how did I get here? He He's doing it again. He's having a breakdown. I did Othello in the thing. There were three curtain calls. There were three curtain calls. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> So the battery that sounds pretty good. They're doing yeah. what they always do: kick ass, spin a magnet, make electricity, and it's going to be enough to start the plane. Now, one thing that doesn't make sense, but who cares, is there is no runway, so they couldn't have just taken right. off like a spaceship, but they will. The do you best... think the guy who created Peloton was like twelve years old watching this, going, "This gives me an idea." <laughs> The best thing about this scene is while they're doing the biking, uh, Ginger's boobs sh shake like a church bell that's being rung. Talk about Ginger, too, huh? Read the Ginger, too. <laughs> Let's see if we see it now. Hold on. Dong, 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 dong. Well, I guess we missed our thing because they're all rolling. Now, of course, Gilligan will get stuck. Right. While the plane's taken off. Yeah. Oh no, it's good. Well, they should just leave that fucker. Look at right? the ever Was there ever an episode? Yeah, all right. I'm I'm gazing. I'm gazing. They have to put goggles on to watch those. 
Where did they get those suits? So they can't. They should just leave Gilligan on the island. Hell, the, the show would have been like a one season, done, one and right. done if it wasn't they, for they took my advice. Screwing up everything all the time. They would have been off that all island. All the time, it's repetitive. Episode. Yep. So Gilligan is. Well, I have a question, Carl. If it, he's right. There he is. Come on, Gilligan. It's so Skipper fan. I heard when you grab Alan Hale's hand, it feels like holding like ham. Like it's, it's like cold. <laughs> hey, little buddy. Hey, little buddy. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> See how he did. I I don't know how again like how did they find this plane that's been there for decades? Exactly. So my question is that if it was a three-hour tour, how come it takes me thirty seconds to ejaculate? Oh, I mean their clothing, their clothing. Sorry, let me ask you again. Minnow. Ooh, look at that! Wow, there's a matchstick. I want to say that that was a miniature, but it looks like matchsticks on the door. So it was a three-hour tour, and it only takes me thirty seconds to ejaculate. So... I mean, what's up? Didn't the producers think this over? Well, people would always say, like, <clears throat> where do they get the clothing? Or, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Where do they get the aviation jacket You're and goggles? To suspend disbelief. It's just a stupid show. Okay, right. this is kind of funny. How's it going? The professor's going to tell him, like, we're going to crash, essentially. And he goes, don't tell anyone it's a panic. Don't say a word. So Bob Denver's like, I won't say a word. It's It's one of the only funny scenes. So don't people start a panic. No, I don't want you to say one word about this. Not one word. Believe me, I won't say one word. One word, right? Uh, so, 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 right, one word. I got you. Watch. He's not saying one word. <laughs> He's just passing out parachute. He's just putting out the parachute. <laughs> <laughs> I hope mine is custom made. Oh, right, that's funny. Okay, so now yeah. here's the here's more of the joke. Gilligan, you gave me your word. I didn't say one word. I swear it. All I did was give out the parachute. Pick up a wild guess. Okay, it's very Gilligan. rare. That was a funny moment in the film. Gotcha. Do you think that was the funniest moment of Gilligan Island? Uh. Gilligan. Uh. There'll be another very funny scene in which Alan Hale starts doing a hula dance. <laughs> he really does a great acting job in it. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's like the Andy Richter of hula dancing. You ever see Andy Richter do the hula dance in uh, Cabin Boy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is how a woman dances or something like that. It's been a while. It's been a long I think while. I know more. I think I... He became a cabin. But I remember more Gilligan's Island. Yeah, a cabin man. But what was it? It was like a. All right. <laughs> it was a, 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 like a goddess in a, in a cave, right? Right. He wandered in. And magazine. Yeah. And then remember the husband comes home? <laughs> right, who had like a hard day. He worked, he worked at some store or something like that. He was still in his outfit. Yeah, that's a great movie. I I saw that recently, Cabin Boy, and uh, I watched the the commentary. Well, they had like a little featurette on the DVD, and uh, I saw that in the theater. And there was one point in Cabin Boy where the movie just grinds to a halt. Wait, watch this. Like, I think it's from the Giant Cupcake. Uh, okay, uh, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching Ginger. You. you see, he's got the suitcase. Then poof, the suitcase disappears. Oh yeah. Oh, that must have been some continuity. I asked you to jump off an airplane dressed as Gilligan holding a suitcase. Not no, the, Sorry, Mr. Schwartz. Yeah, right. We're going to have to reshoot. Mr. Schwartz, we don't have budget. So you saw the commentary of Cabin Boy, and you were saying the cake? What was Oh, it? that uh, – well, no, for me, when I saw it in the theater, the movie grinded to a halt when the giant – when he started to hallucinate, and he saw, like, a giant cupcake spitting tobacco, and he's like oh. – I said, you know, I don't know where you're going with this anymore. It's just done. But I recently watched it like two years ago, and uh, 
it's it still holds up. Maybe I should rent they it. Tell a story about Alfred. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't hurt. Honestly, that, that movie is fun, fun to watch. Al, Albert Molina, the famous uh, actor, uh, plays uh, like one of the professors, like has a very short role, small role in it. And during the commentary, they said that he thought he had a much bigger role. Uh-huh. He thought he was playing the captain or something like that. And he was really pissed off to find out he was like in two scenes, one scene. You know, that's funny. It kind of parallels Ginger. You see, Ginger's agent told her that she was pretty much going to be the star of this show. It was going to be her star vehicle. It was going to be all about her, you know, and they were, uh, it would focus on her. And then when she got there and started the show, you know, do the pilot and everything, it wasn't about her at all. She was just one of the people. She was sulky and pissed off, and that lasted all three years that's why there are new gingers. She's like, reunion show, screw you. Wow. I'm here I'm here for the pilot Ginger's Island. Oh <laughs> boy. Schwartz. Get Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of match fans, there's a famous quote. Uh, they were interviewing an actress who was playing a nurse, and they had asked her, Well, what's the show about? And she said, Well, it's about a nur- bunch of nurses and their friends, uh, you know, working at a mobile uh, medical union. Unit. And it's a famous quote because, yeah, she, she kind of said the show is about her and her friends. Right. She just played a nurse. You know, she wasn't really any of the main characters. Okay, so. That's a good acting story, I guess. Here is another funny joke. Uh, they, Gilly, oh, no, this is the second final funny joke? They're back on the island. Here, let's... We must search for Gilligan. Oh, well, of course. What would a party be without Gilligan? All right, that was a joke. She goes, we have to look everywhere, high and low. And Gilligan goes, just look high. It's You're like, the Deborah, room. are you still smoking on set? <laughs> wow, he's walk- he was walking on air. Dobie Gillis's buddy. Yeah, he got busted for pot. He became like a pot icon at one point just for yeah. that. So he, after Gillis, he went back to West Virginia and he was on an FM, he was an FM radio personality. Um, and he ran an oldies format radio station with his wife. Oh, that's cool. Good for Gilligan. Oh, look, what, what the new castaways. Yeah, yeah. what happened is they saw a plane on their radar, which wasn't expected, and then it dropped out of the sky. So they sent a boat to rescue, and they're freed now. Wow, good for them. I guess, but it's really bad for a show because they didn't do anything. It was coincidence. They were able to get the plane out in the air. Then those gentlemen saw it, yeah. officers, oh, and I they guess. came. So yeah. they, they did. Yeah. You're saying this is an awkward start to the this full-length movie. Okay. What this is... You're is saying this is a full-length movie. Listen, this is a television pilot for The Castaways on Gilligan's Island, which is a hotel. The Castaways. Here it is. I've got to play it. It's so cheap, a voiceover. That's their hotel that he bought, he built. No cars, no television, no electricity. Just the way we lived when we were shipwrecked on this island 15 years ago. And I was very generous, my dear. I made our fellow castaways partners on this island. Okay, so we've got our setup now. Very generous. They now run a hotel. Which, as you said, was... So this was voiceover. Either it was a voiceover, or that the moccasins are so loud, their voices <laughs> booms from the heaven over the island. Yeah. Oh, there it is. It's tattooed. The, the boat. The boat. So when the Gilligan, the Gilligan. When they were back in society, they didn't say like all go their separate ways. They they said let's continue to live on the island. It'll just now be a resort. Now these are guests, including. Tom Bosley. There he is from Happy Days. And Marcel wow. Lopez. I... Yes. There you go. 
Tom Newhart. There's some. And then the other people. Yeah, and the other people. So this is a straight rip of Fantasy Island and Love Boat, where they, they, they come on the boat or they come on the island. Right. They're literally leaving a boat and coming on the island. Did you see that There's kid? There's on Fantasy Island. Yeah. You assume, like we all do, that he's a, a child of one of the couples that just got off. But he isn't. He's like a stowaway. You're kidding me. Gillian, what an idiot. There was an extra person on a fucking motorboat? Yep. I didn't notice, Skipper. Well, that's the thing. Like, wouldn't they have a manifest of who their guests are? Yeah. Meepy manifest. <laughs> you, uh... <laughs> you know what? My, you would appreciate this. My kids were in the car in the back seat, and they started making fun of something. I couldn't hear the whole thing, and they were like, ah, ha, ha, and they go, yeah, front 242. Ha, ha, ha. And I was like, I love that band. And they went, oh. ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> So I'm the butt of Come song. on, man. Don't you remember their music video for Single White Female? Yeah. <laughs> then they get the man. Hey, poor. Oh, here you go. Hey, poor. You don't have to be poor anymore. Poor. Jesus is here. Okay. Well, it was very important in the 80s to make fun of uh, preachers by sampling them and putting them on over techno beats. In the 80s, all those preachers had become right-wing Christians, and so therefore it was apropos for the time to be criticizing. To sample them, yeah. Okay, these so this, are this is like their, uh... and they bring bad luck. And the stereotype, who's really like a Hawaiian person, being a stereotype is right. warning them against the bad luck. And the professor's like, ha, 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 and that will be our ending. We're Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Oh, so that's how they get, they wind up back in. So everything goes to shit at the end of the episode. Well. Wait a minute, Carl, if this was a pilot, if this was a pilot, then it would have to end it open-ended right they couldn't be deserted on their island again no they're because not. it was going to be a second episode that's right they're just yeah no the the bad luck of the masks is like a dumb gag to wrap up the show oh so that's those masks are, are the reason for their downfall no it's just a dumb it's not the movie fart or something it's just a dumb ending gotcha. okay Look at Boswell. He's all in a business suit. It's hard. Okay, wait. We'll be right back with a nice, comfortable cot for your son. Son? Our son. What son? Yes, the boy that came off the cruise ship with you. <laughs> He's not ours. He must belong to the other couple. Set up. Interesting. Tom Bosley. Bo How do you pronounce his name properly? Bosley. Bosley. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Mrs. Cunningham, the actress, uh, she, she didn't get along. He was like an asshole to her. Right. And one time I saw a uh, candid camera thing, and they were playing a trick on him. He was thought he was there for a business meeting. He's smoking a cigarette, and he was bossing everybody around. And they still showed it to us. And then we got the gag, and he goes, ah, ha, ha, you kids. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> can't pull one off the old boss. One of my favorite uh, bad movies is called Million Dollar Mysteries, mm -hmm. which was sponsored by Glad Bags, which had Tom Bosley as the spokesman back in the day. Oh, right. So, the, uh, so Tom Bosley plays a character like Jimmy Durante in the Mad, 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 Mad World, where he dies at the beginning. Uh, but he is stowing away $1 million in Glad garbage bags. Uh huh. And then he dies. And then people have to find the, the, the Glad garbage bags full of money. Set up, and they keep saying glad. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Well, I have to say, Carl, I did have seen this uh, as a kid in 79, and I do remember this storyline very well. As we heard in that voiceover, Gilligan's Island Resort doesn't have a telephone. Right. But there's one in the uh, lobby. So Bosley, who's going through yeah. FOMO, FOMO, his fear of missing out, he has to make a business call, and he discovers that there isn't a phone on the island. Right. It's a hidden phone. So I still remember that. It's a little funny how he finds it. Basically, also, what's going on there is a setup that 
he is a businessman, he's in real estate, and he just can't keep his mind off. You're on vacation now. You haven't had a vacation in 19 years. Loosen up. Huh. Sounds like every Adam Sandler movie I watch. <laughs> I can't enjoy this vacation. Yeah. You have very efficient, reliable people helping you. Yeah, sure. If I'm there watching them. Boom, boom, you go in and the skipper, Mary. Denver replaced Woody Allen in the original Broadway production of uh, um, Play It Again, Sam, which we know from right. Bogart's, the man with Bogart's face. So, yeah, and uh, well, Woody Allen made a movie version of that. I think he wrote the, the play, yep. I believe. Yeah, he replaced Woody Allen in the play, and Clive Barnes from New York Times said he was um, a genuine clown-like wistfulness, uh, and that ba that Barnes had found lacking in Allen's own performances. So Gilligan did a better job. <laughs> so in conclusion, Gilligan is better than Woody Allen. Yeah, for play it again, Sam. Yeah. Played against Sam, I haven't seen that in a long time, but it was like, he's a movie nerd who can't get laid. Right. And uh, he likes, yeah. It's been a while. You know, you know, there's no quote played against Sam. It's like, Sam, I want you to play it in a certain manner or some shit like that. It's like Hamlet, you know. I know right. Horatio, I knew thee well. Over there. Oh, Marissa Wallace in a bathing suit. Yeah, there's nothing more ugly. Mm -mm. No, man. Come on, she's piece, not a man, pretty What lady. a body. You saw her tongue in Google. Oh, three. shut up. <laughs> look, she's <laughs> so low cut, she's got no cleavage. Right? Look oh, at Jesus Christ, man. I'm seeing total... I'm so, that's so offensive. There's totally cleavage. Oh, okay. <laughs> man eyes caught it. Of course there's cleavage. <laughs> oh, wow. So there are kids. So wait a minute. So... There's a lot of people on this island. Yes. It's not just the four people that got, came in. Oh, that's what that's what Howell was saying. He, he built a hotel here, and they have a business now. It's on the island, but everybody can come. They they leave for from right. There's a cruise ship that comes by, or from Hawaii, a three hour tour. He'll be here. So that was, but I mean, the skipper came up in a motorboat that held like five people. Well, and there's already like 50 people. There were only five guests, I mean, including the kid. Right. By the way, he's probably my kid, and I just realized he's missing. <laughs> oh, shit. That's my kid. He's in a TV for TV movie. I was wondering where he was. <laughs> it's a very dumb uh, He's looking over. I got to check out the script for Happy Days, season 18. Okay, so now that Whatever happened to Chuck is Cunningham? hungry, right? See, he's been he's been hiding. Right. Yeah. Hungry for coconuts. Oh, he's cuckoo for coconuts. Oh. All <laughs> right, Skipper's like, fuck yeah! If I had a hot dog stand on the island ten years ago, I'd be set. Never leave. <laughs> what Skipper's doing right now is basically he's he's serving everybody. They take care of the guests. Ew, he had his hands all over that burger. Yeah, he's totally Even not stealthy. Four days, that's gross. Yeah, no, it's not fanny at all. Did you see that? He just ate one of the guests' french fries. <laughs> I know. It must have been at this place by my job. That's happened to me. Someone's serving up your food and they eat one of your french fries and they hand it to you. It's happened. Oh, really? What do you do? What do you do? Yeah, well, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Say... <clears throat> I hate to say it, but, you know, you're in trouble with your job. I want this free. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but I get it. I mean, maybe uh, I've, I've worked restaurant jobs where I'm starving to death and I would eat the leftovers. I've done it before. Mm -hmm. Not the greatest thing. <laughs> I'm not proud. Oh, this is funny. That's 400 miles away. I'm All right. Oh. There's phone on this island. There is no phone on this island. There is no phone, no newspapers, no, no radios, no cars. I know all about that, but nobody can tell me that there's not a phone on this island. You're right. I'm telling you, and I'm nobody. 
This is an emergency. Suppose somebody has an yeah, attack on appendicitis. Oh, in that case, we phone Honolulu. Ah, uh, you said phone. Who said phone? You did. I did. Yeah. I knew I heard it somewhere. Look, I gotta go help the skipper, okay? All right, but there must be a phone somewhere in the lobby. Of course, but you'll never guess where. Okay, but now I know there's a phone in the lobby, huh? Who said so? You did. I did. Me and my big mouth. Look, I gotta leave before I tell you about the secret hiding place. Secret hiding place? Who? You did. Okay, oh. that was funny. That was funny. All right. But Carl, wouldn't you like to see a show where every week new guest stars go through, talk, try to talk to Gilligan like that? It would have been great. Yeah. This week is Tom so. Bosley. Yo, Next week is. Hello, I'm Lindsay Wagner. Oh, hello. Uh, Gilligan. Uh, hello, Lindsay, guest star Lindsay Wagner. How can I help you? Well, Gilligan, I was hoping I could play some tennis. Well, we all hope. Gilligan. So she's, so she's native to an island that it's, was deserted for those years that they were stranded on. Now we're here getting oh, the near phone place. routine, and he's going to start looking for the phone. Right. I still remember this back in the day. Oh, and look, Ginger Grant's performing in the, in the, at the lounge. Well, the deal. Oh, hi, my name, I'm Steve Austin, the guest. I'd like to play some tennis, Gilligan. You're so good at tennis, it's like you're playing 11 is. <laughs> Gilligan? <laughs> okay, now, he can't, he's looking for the phone. He just can't find it. Now, this was a treat. When these movies came out, the TV movies, it was like, you know, a phenom return home. I remember Gilligan's Island. There's new Gilligan Island. It's just it was this bad though. See how he found it? Yeah. <laughs> what an actor. Ooh. Oh, didn't pay dirt. So Gilligan, are you trying to tell me there's no Wi-Fi on this island? There's no Wi-Fi on this island. It's in the. You've got to get a quarter. Yep. <laughs> For those of you Our operator, this is, this is Tom phone. Bosley. Right, that's right. Yes. See? You're exactly right, Mike. Hello, operator. We'll keep trying. Hello, operator. It's a Tom Bosley. Yeah, no shit, this is Tom Bosley. Who else sounds like you? Now, Marion. <laughs> I'm looking for Happy Days first season. Yeah, the first season of Happy Days, Carl, was was basically about Chuck Cunningham and his younger brother Richie and his parents and right. you know Joni, and they happened to know a greaser from the fifties who yeah. who uh, moved into no Chuck moved. Yeah, that's only because Chuck was in the apartment, right? Because the right. the guy left, the actor mysteriously Roger. disappeared. Yes. Okay, this is going to be actually another funny scene. Um, Hi. Uh, you could tell. I've been looking for you. Oh, I've been right there inside the tree. Inside the tree? Yeah, I was making a phone call. Oh, here's your suntan lotion. Oh, a nervous breakdown? It was bound to happen. No, honey, I'm not having a breakdown. It just so happens the only phone on this island is in that tree. It's hidden there in case of emergency. Oh, isn't that clever? An unlisted tree. You know, I tried to call the office and nobody's there. It's just as I suspected when the cat's away, the mice will play. Henry, you forgot about... That, now it starts getting not funny again. You know, maybe I should play you a not funny segment because I'm just playing the good stuff. I can't believe we're watching a full-length movie that has a soundtrack, Carl. This is a full-length movie first. Uh, this birth. is a TV show, and it's a pilot, <laughs> and it has a laugh track, and it starts with Gilligan's Island theme. It's not – this is a – Look, you're just mad. You're just mad because the movie theater manager in 1979 would not give you a refund when you went to see this full-length theatrically released movie. Right. I didn't come here for TV, sir. You're going to have to run under <laughs> Hollywood. I do. Ooh, Battlestar Galactica. Well, they were, I mean, Battlestar Galactica was the famous, uh, they, they took the pilot and they added it to the second episode and they released it as a theatrically released movie. Right. Uh, during, during the whole Star Wars thing and they got sued. 
And I, I've seen it. We watched it for Bad Movie Night years ago in the dark room when we did live riffing. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. It's the same conceit. You have these big production numbers, and then suddenly the show, the movie dissolves into a TV show or a backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so she's going to the managers, and she's saying, can you help my husband loosen up? I mean, all he's thinking about is business. And they're like, we'll see what we can do, ma'am. Obviously, they are not thinking of business if they're fucking playing. This is one rule in the in the uh, hotel business is that you don't get high on your own supply. You don't play your own shuffleboard. Right. You should be fucking managing. Tim Backus, man, he looks good. Seventy nine. You see how they're like talking to a two by four? Yeah. Is that go again? Oh, that's not a two by four. That's uh, Marcia Wallace. <laughs> Jesus, you are so wrong. <laughs> Listen, it's sexist to say that. And two, her cleavage is great. <laughs> a pig man, only a pig man would say that. You, you, you. Yeah, she has great tits. You objectify women, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Wait, do, it's Ginger. She sings and she massages. There won't be a happy ending. This is 1979. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason why you went into the massage bar back right then. Yeah. It was on the sign. Help. You jerk off to me. You likey, likey, wanky, wanky. How are you doing with Mrs. Lawrence? Oh, boy. Great. You gotta wait at the sauna. Oh, good. I can't <laughs> help with Mr. Look at that Bosley, man. He's hiding his tits. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen him exactly with his shirt right. off. The father of happy days. This is the first movie, Ted. Now, oh, the only way you can see this is. movie is either on YouTube or at the Library of Congress. <laughs> Carl, I know I made you watch this movie and research it, but this was uh, there was a more famous. Gilligan's Island TV movie when the Harlem Globetrotters land on their island. That was the last one ever. Interesting. I couldn't find that one. I would have, but I do remember this as a kid, so I kind of picked this one. Listen, we just sat through. If you guys have been listening to our previous episodes, last week's episode was fucking Carnosaur, and the week before that was the same director with his goddamn brain dead movie. Yeah, so yeah. this is a fucking relief to be watching Gilligan's Island. I, this is like a, a aperitif. I get right, intermezzo. It, Mike, it was really to clean the palate. Departure, though. I mean, it's uh, okay. Look, here's some not funny stuff. I'll show you how not funny it is. What's even worse is I haven't had a nibble yet. Okay. Marlon property. My briefcase. Where's my brief? Did I bring my briefcase, Mr. Elliot? You don't need your briefcase. If we catch any fish, we'll put them in a pail. <laughs> <laughs> TV, Mike. <laughs> well, I mean, this is all shot. Didn't they build the set? Oh, that kid loves it. That kid is so poor, he has to go fishing with a stick and rope found in the island. No, he's playing high. Oh, there's his suitcase. Playing hideaway. Yeah, this lagoon, we saw it in another movie. Uh, was it Ape? There was this lagoon oh. was in one other film we saw. Now, is this shot in, like, CBS Studios? Wasn't it, like, the original island was built in uh, Los Angeles, where the Price is Right uh, studio is? Yeah, and the Lagoon set itself was in um, Studio City, uh, California, and it was right next to a Los Angeles freeway. And it was a real pain in the ass for the sound engineers. I bet. They would have to shoot. Unfortunately, they had a budget. Uh, during rush hour, and they would always be doing retakes because a, a car would show up or a horn. That's so funny. Yeah. But you would figure as a theatrically released full-length movie, they would have the budget to kind of yeah. prevent that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we deviated from the norm. 
Yeah. I owe you one. You Thank you get you. to pick a movie later. All right. Yeah. All right. We have the next two weeks tied up though. They were gonna name Gilligan Willie when they were like when Schwartz was writing it way back when. Yeah. And, uh, okay. No. No. I got that wrong. He didn't have a name, and he found he just flipped open the uh, phone book and he found Gilligan. And he thought, that's funny. I'll do right. that. Gilligan's Island. So then Schwartz had the name Willie written in his notes. It was Willie Gilligan. But Bob Denver was like, no, 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 no. Gilligan is a, the character's first name. And so they agreed to disagree, and they said, we'll just call him Gilligan forever for the whole show. So the creator thinks his name is Willie Gilligan. Because I have heard that story that the first name is Willie. And that Gilligan is his last name. But for Gilligan, it's his first name. That's the thing. So they only ever call him Gilligan. And Skipper's character's name is Jonas. Really? They only said it twice. What about the professor? The professor, yeah. He's uh, Roy... Wait, 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 wait. I have... Yeah, here it is. Professor Roy Hinckley is his real name. Roy Hinckley. Oh, yeah. He had to change it when, uh, after uh, Reagan got assassinated. Hinkley. <laughs> well, they just – You know that happened. The, yeah. The greatest American hero, the, the character's last name was Hinkley, uh, and then when the president got shot, they had to change his name. So the next season, he had a different last name. <laughs> Switching horses right in mid-gear. Yeah. Here, look, here's more not funny. <laughs> now the important thing that we do is search for this boy and find out who he is and what he's doing on the island. Right. So we'll split up and tell the others to be on the lookout for him. Who are you going to tell? Well, I'll tell Marianne and Mr. and Mrs. Howell. Who is going to tell Marianne and Mr. and Mrs. Howell? This would have happened every week again. Do you think it would have been an hour show, Castaways on Gilligan's Island, like Love Boat and... and uh, Fancy oh, Island was an hour. Question. Good question. Oh, here we yeah, have something that's lines. slightly funny. Well, fucking 1979's aerobics? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gilligan will start doing... Oh, he's... I don't know why it's funny. He's... He's All funny. Right. Bob Denver is a funny guy. No, He's yes, better than Woody Allen. Gilligan, we... not... Gilligan is not funny. Man, Mary, you had to bend over backwards for this show. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a white boy in the window. Boom. He's, yeah, he's looking at the butts. It's me in 1979. Will you look at that? It's a little funny. It's a little funny. Uh, yeah, well, it's hysterical, apparently. Apparently. Do you remember on The Odd Couple, the soundtrack, oh, those shows, there was always like a distinct laugh in the soundtrack, on the left track? I did. Like if somebody in the aisle just had it. Well, Carl, you're familiar with the open mic show, and you're familiar with comics in the back of the show. Yeah. And you're familiar with the one comic who has to call attention by having a very distinct laugh. <laughs> so you'll, you'll say a joke, and Mike Spiegelman, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it, to the point where it's just like, hey guys, remember I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this one guy, his name's Brandon, uh, Brandon Wonderlick, and he goes, oh, I love when I hear his laugh, though. It's not the same thing. He has a very distinctive laugh, but I know I've got a hit when he's laughing, and his laugh is so clear. Oh, that's good. Okay, so. Usually uh, I'll have the comics who will, yeah. Just for the plot. The professor found made in Chicago, Illinois, in the masks that are supposed to have bad luck. Okay, this will be but funny. They're truly bad luck. Now. Hey, oh, right, this is Skipper. Yeah, Alan Hale does a very bad job in this whole thing, this whole series. He sucks, but not right here. Right here, he's as funny as Lou Costello. 
So he's <laughs> sexually excited by Ginger. And it's weird. He hasn't done that the whole series. Yeah, you're right. Maybe because it's... Uh, Fortunately, they're the same age. Ginger. Dude, 